passages sixteen through twenty of reflections on the formation and distribution of wealth by anne robert jacques turgot translated by nicholas de condorcet this librivox recording is in the public domain sixteen resemblance between the two laborious classes the two classes of cultivators and artificers resemble each other in many respects and particularly that those who compose them do not possess any revenue and both equally subsist on the wages which are paid them out of the productions of the earth both have also this circumstance in common that they only gain the price of their labour and their disbursements and that this price is nearly the same in the two classes the proprietor agreeing with those who cultivate his ground to pay them as small a part as possible of its produce in the same manner as he bargains with the shoemaker to buy his shoes as cheap as he can in a word neither the cultivator nor the artificer receives more than a bare recompense for his labour seventeen essential difference between the two laborious classes but there is this difference between the two species of labour that the work of the cultivator produces not only his own wages but also that revenue which serves to pay all the different classes of artificers and other stipendiaries their salaries whereas the artificers receive simply their salary that is to say their part of the productions of the earth in exchange for their labour and which does not produce any increase the proprietor enjoys nothing but by the labour of the cultivator he receives from him his subsistence and wherewith to pay for the labour of the other stipendiaries he has need of the cultivator by the necessity arising from the physical order of things by which necessity the earth is not fruitful without labour but the cultivator has no need of the proprietor but by virtue of human conventions and of those civil laws which have guaranteed to the first cultivators and their heirs the property and the lands they had occupied even after they ceased to cultivate them but these laws can only secure to the idle man that part of the production of his land which it produces beyond the retribution due to the cultivators the cultivator confined as he is to a stipend for his labour still preserves that natural and physical priority which renders him the first mover of the whole machine of society and which causes both the subsistence and wealth of the proprietor and the salaries paid for every other species of labour to depend on his industry the artificer on the contrary receives his wages either of the proprietor or of the cultivator and only gives them in exchange for his stipend an equivalent in labour and nothing more thus although neither the cultivator and artificer gain more than a recompense for their toil yet the labour of the cultivator produces besides that recompense a revenue to the proprietor while the artificer does not produce any revenue either for himself or others Eighteen this difference authorizes another distinction into the productive and barren classes we may then distinguish the two classes not disposable into the productive class which is that of the cultivators or the barren class which comprehends all the other stipendiary members of society nineteen how the proprietors may draw a revenue from their lands the proprietors who do not cultivate their lands themselves may adopt different methods of cultivating them or make different agreements with those who cultivate them twenty 
first method or cultivation by laborers on wages they may in the first place pay men by the day or the year to work their fields and reserve to themselves the whole of the produce this includes a supposition that the proprietor pays all advances both for seed and the wages of the laborers until after the harvest but this method requires great labor and assiduity on the part of the proprietor who alone can direct his men in their labor see that they employ their time well and watch over their fidelity that they shall not carry away any part of the produce it is true that he may pay a man of more knowledge and whose fidelity he knows who in quality of manager and conductor may direct the workmen and keep an account of the produce but he will be always subject to fraud besides this method is extremely expensive unless a large population or want of employ in other species of labor forces the workmen to content themselves with very low salaries end of passages sixteen through twenty